subscribed to my podcast, please do so. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen in. And also, if you feel led, I would love to hear a review and see how this is impacting you. Thanks so much. So behavior strategies work. As a behavior para in an elementary school, I have seen many successes and of course some failures because sometimes staff doesn't want to change the strategy that they've been using. And I think that's the important thing to remember. Even though you've been using this one strategy for this student, now all of a sudden it's not working. Or maybe they've conquered this behavior and they need to work on something else. It's time then you need to reassess and go to the next strategy on what can benefit your students. And sometimes it's minor modifications that you need to make in the classroom, whether giving a student a fidget to have that helps them stay in their seat or focus on their work. You will, you should be open to trying different ones until you see which one is actually going to work for that student. So even though these strategies are evidence-based and they do work, sometimes they won't work for, of course, every student. So you still have to get to know your students and what's gonna be best for them. And if you start to use one strategy and realize it's not working, it's not benefiting them, then reassess and try a different strategy. So the first one uh, will evidence-based uh, strategy is a check-in, check-out system. Now this can look a few different ways. So check-in can either be like a um, feelings chart. It could be just a simple check-in. Hey, how you doing today? How's it going? It could be a journal that a student writes in every morning. How are they feeling? How are they doing? And then you reviewing that uh, for them and going over it with them. And then check out would be at the end of the day or sometimes with the younger kids, it's checking out at lunchtime and then checking in again after lunch and then going in the afternoon and checking out at the end of the day. So it's kind of modifying it to your students, their grade level there, um, and what would work for them. So it's just checking in to seeing how they're doing. It can also be like a goal. You're going to check in and say, okay, what's your goal that you're going to work on today? Is it staying in your seat? Is it raising your hand and not blurting? Those can be simple things. Other students, older ones could be, you know, I'm going to finish all of my writing assignment in class. I'm not sure, but whatever works to get them to focus on something and how they can uh, control themselves and work on themselves for that day is a check-in, check-out system. The next one would be antecedent modification antecedent modification. And this one I find is very difficult sometimes for teachers, and that is not reinforcing negative behavior, which means you have to try and ignore when students start acting out and disrupting the class. And I know that's very hard to do. And depending on the level of disruption is how easy or whether or not you can really ignore it. Um, obviously a blurting or someone's trying to tell jokes to his neighbor or something like that is, I think, easy to ignore, but I'm not in there, um, you know, trying to teach a lesson. So I know that's hard to do, but I have seen that it work. When you ignore that student and you can tell in the corner of your eye that they're trying so hard to get your attention by acting goofy or 
trying to blurt out or calling your name every five seconds. It's just a complete ignore moving on to whatever your lesson is or to whatever you're doing. It does work, but that is hard. Definitely takes consistency for sure. And then on the opposite, you want to reinforce that positive. So it's almost like as soon as Johnny stops talking and he's sitting correctly in his seat and got his pencil in his hand, it's an automatic awesome job, buddy, and moving on. So now you've just reinforced what you ex- what his expectations are and what he should be doing, and that is sitting in his seat, ready to learn, pencil in hand. And it took like two seconds for you to be like, awesome job, buddy, and keep going. So eventually it will get in that me acting like a crazy person or trying to be a clown is not getting the attention that he thinks he needs at that moment. Another one is a positive behavioral intervention support, which is PBIS. And that is just giving positive reinforcement. So this is... Um, can be a physical reward such as a toy or prizes. Um, it can also be a preferred activity. Some students, they love to draw and color. And so say, you know, you could have maybe your whole class is trying to earn 20 points for the day, or it's just certain students that you feel need to be earning a reward or working on a certain behavior, then you're going to give them a positive reinforcement for that, which is It's positive behavior intervention. So you're trying to get them, again, to focus on a goal, to focus on a behavior that they're not doing or should be doing, and then rewarding them with a prize either at the end of the day, maybe at the end of the week. And if they like drawing, they get an extra five minutes to draw at the end of the day um, or color or up to you whether you want to do iPad time. Um, I know kids love that, but that's also a hard thing to transition back out of because of course they never want to be off the iPad. Also another preferred activity would be time with the principal or with the assistant principal or a teacher for lunch. Those could also be extra rewards uh, for students to get as they work on their behaviors. And so these are three ways or three examples of evidence-based behavior strategies and that is the check-in, check-out system, the antecedent modification where you do not reinforce a negative behavior, and the PBIS, which is the positive behavioral intervention support. So you want to reward them or reinforce their positive behaviors and what they're doing and working on. So these are three examples. My next podcast, I'll have three more examples of evidence-based behavior strategies. Um, I hope this was helpful and I just want to encourage you to um, look at these, think about these as you get to know your students, maybe which one of these would work for them and to remember that you are making a difference because you were made to thrive. Thanks again for listening to Behavior Strategies for Class. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all and I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great 
So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and you as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University, bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and the letter U if you're interested. Also, to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies, there is another bit.ly link, and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free. The number six for free. These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this. Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.